Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here on uh, a wonderful, wonderful evening that we have. And um, it's beautiful out, and we're happy about that. I have Melissa in the house with me tonight. Hello, Melissa. Hello. And we also have George with us at the WATD studio in uh, Marshfield. Hello, George. Hey, Sharon. Hey, Melissa. Hey, how are you tonight? Doing well, aside from the spring allergies, but oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's spring for you. The Zertec aisle is empty, Recording I know. in progress. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that is definitely something that is going on uh, with the allergies. So, um, Melissa and I are actually doing a continuation of our of our show from Saturday because... Um, it was such a great show, and we had a couple callers, and it was um, it was good. So, yep. So uh, we're going to continue on with that. And if you have any calls tonight, George, you can reach George, and he will get you over to us, 781-837-4900. Uh, so we hope that uh, if you have any questions that you'll call us. Like I said, we had two great callers. Uh, one person was actually uh, on the zoning board, I think he was, or the planning board in um, Hanson, and we are going to be inviting him to our show this Saturday. I might have to push postpone it a little bit um but we will see um yeah i probably will have to postpone it um just a week because i want some people from affordable housing to be there so uh melissa is getting us all set up on facebook so if you listen to us on facebook generally uh she will be up and ready to go in about 30 seconds and um so our topic was last week we were discussing um standing out in a fatigued real estate market and um we want to just do a little bit of a recap of some of the things that we discussed. So in our first segment, uh, we actually discussed, actually, I'm going to back up for a second. I'm going to do a little bit of um, just commentary type stuff. One, I wanted to say congratulations to the public safety building. 
uh, committee and to all of our first responders in Pembroke. So uh, it did pass uh, the ballot on Saturday. So we will be building a new building. So congratulations to everybody who worked so hard on that. And then the other thing I wanted to announce is tonight over at uh, Bluestone Bank, which is right next door to us on Mattachusett Street in Pembroke Center. They are having the Pembroke Chamber of Commerce meeting tonight. So you can, um, after hours, if you have a business in town or another surrounding town and you feel like you would like to be part of the Pembroke Chamber of Commerce, uh, we invite you to go to that. Um, unfortunately, Mel, it stinks because these things are on Tuesday nights and we're here. <laughs> I know, and it's literally right next door to us. <laughs> I know, I know, and they're having catered food tonight and I thought, oh, that will be great. We'll go over there, we'll grab a bite to eat and then come back and get the show and I was like, there's no way we're going to make it. No, <laughs> so, no. Uh, But yes, you are welcome to go over there uh, and bring a bunch of business cards with you whether you're from Pembroke or from another town, uh, you should do that because we all want to be working in collaboration with each other. So um, that's that's just sort of my little PR things. Um, I have one at the end that I will discuss too. So, But I do want to get back to what we were talking about the other day on Saturday. It was standing out in a fatigued real estate market and we were talking about, you know, understanding, you know, the current, current real estate market. No surprise, we still have low inventory. We sort of really got into it too. So you can listen to our show from uh, Saturday. You can listen to it on our podcast, which is Talk Real Estate Roundtable. So you can go to... Um, any of the podcast apps and you can listen to it there we're on apple and spotify and all of those so you can find our um podcast on that and we were just talking about you know why do we feel we have low inventory are there ways to sort of change that i think the lock-in effect has a big big uh portion of why we don't so the lock-in effect is there are 70 percent of homeowners right now that have a mortgage in the united states that have a mortgage of four percent or lower so for them it does not make sense to sell their current home and move to another home because even doing a lateral move with a higher interest rate, you would potentially be paying the same. So I think that's a big portion of it. And I also think affordability is a huge, huge problem we have, especially with our um, older boomers and, you know, boomers in general, uh, that they can't find a place even after they sell. If they sell their house, where are they going to go? So we're seeing a lot of multi-generational living. And that's what prompted... um, I forget his name, the gentleman, I think it was Joe and Hanson to, uh, to contact us about, you know, what they're doing in the town of Hanson, which I think is great. They're doing and allowing uh, separate accessory apartments on properties. So I can't wait to hear more about that. And um, I actually sit on the master plan committee for the town of Pembroke. And I was part of a small group today that was asked questions and um, about the, um, about asking what was it is everything okay uh yep just not shared (laughs) okay um so i was asked a bunch of questions about real estate and the affordability for our seniors actually came up so something that we are thinking about uh not even just for pembroke but for all of the south shore and uh the second segment we talked about is the emotional impact on buyer fatigue and melissa did such a great job on that segment because she is in the process of this whole escapade that we call real estate right now Right? Mm. Do you want to rehash it? No? Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I even saw a house after we did the show on Saturday, and I, I didn't even finish going through it. It was just not... <laughs> was it because... I mean, because we also... It was advertised at a great price, mm-hmm. uh, great price point, um, but it wasn't advertised as a... Um, 
as a house that you can't live in full time <laughs> all oh, year really? round. It didn't have heat? Um, yeah, part of the house did not have heat. So I, I, I'm just like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, yeah. it was very much like a, a, a summer home. Um, so bring um, blankets. it's a no from me. <laughs> yeah. I need a house that I can live all year round. I can't just move right back in with Mary and Sam when it's winter time. Yeah. You're, you're not a snowbird. So maybe that house would be good for a snowbird, but certainly it should have been disclosed that the entire property doesn't have heat. No, it, it it's not the entire property. Um, part of the property did not have heat. Yeah. That's so. what I mean. But it, if it didn't have heat in the entire property, that's part of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we'll get into sort of some of the things that should be professionally done when you put in a property in MLS yeah. and market it yeah. to people because, um, you know, we've and I will get to it, but sort of a sneak peek is I've gotten a couple phone calls and I know you have and we've mm-hmm. had to reach out to people. I've had to reach out to people just of, um, you know, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. that's just sort of what I want to say is like, what are you doing? I don't think that there are some people who are representing their clients to the best ability and that's just me being and you know what and I sort of said that on not sort of I did say that on our show on Saturday that I just feel that there is 100% not a seller that is that fully understands the consequences of allowing a one hour open house so no showings you're on the market for five days no showings until the uh, the open house from three to four in the afternoon on a Saturday and no other showings and all offers are due by like Sunday or something mm-hmm. I just find it it's irresponsible on from from what I feel. That again, every agent does everything differently, and what their spin on, is on that. I would love to hear from agents on why they think that that's a good idea. And we see it over and over and over. And I know that there was a time when we even would say, "All right, we're not going to allow showings until the open house," and that was during COVID that we did that because the sellers had to leave and there was no place for them to go because we were all in lockdown. So we had to let ten people in the house at a time. But we're past those days, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, can you even go? to doctor's offices now without masks nurses and stuff don't have to wear them i don't know we talked about this earlier that i don't go to the doctors i know well you need to do that um but yeah i mean i received a couple weeks ago i received a text from one of our agents who um sent me one of the pictures from mls and it's you know the pictures that are put in mls are supposed to be of the home well this picture was a picture of a turkey Mm -hmm. yeah a turkey a turkey Okay, well, does that turkey come with the home? Is it excluded? It's just a single solitary turkey in the backyard, I'm Mm -hmm. assuming, because it was just a picture of a turkey, so I'm not quite sure what what that was about. Like, it's just... Well, you know, on my desktop, I have a file that's called my holy... Poop yeah, file and um, and when agents send us those types of things, we put them in there. So we're going to be talking about some of that. So just recapping uh, segment three that we did last on Saturday was you know different strategies that we gave to stand out in a competitive market. So we had some really good tips uh, for that, how to make your offer compelling. And then segment four was creative approaches to differentiate your offer, which is really important. And having a buyer's agent that represents you fully and understands what the directions are and the rules are. Like, if somebody puts, this is what I want my offer package to look like, this is what the ideal offer would look like, then I think as a buyer's agent, you should be following those instructions. And again, if you disagree with anything we're saying, feel free to give us a call. If you agree with us too, though, call us, 781-837-4900, and uh, he will, uh, George will pipe you right over. Um, 
segment five, we were doing, oh, so this is what we're going to be talking about tonight is the Don't Do This Seller Edition. And um, we're also going to talk about creating a fair feel, uh, playing field for home buyers. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that. That's like a conversation to our sellers. And um, we'll just highlight some steps that sellers can take to make sure that they are, one, getting the best offers. And that isn't always price, by the way. Some people might disagree, but I I think that sometimes it isn't price. It's terms and conditions. Well, just to expand on that, it's not just about price because at the end of the day, you have to... if, if the buyer is going for a mortgage, you have to also sell the property to the bank. So mm-hmm. if the house is not worth X amount of dollars, they're not going to give you X amount of dollars to buy it. Yep. You know, so it's not always about price because sometimes people do just throw out unrealistic numbers and mm-hmm. we just, we know it's not going to appraise for that. And yep. if you don't have the money to come up with the difference, then why are we even playing that game? Mm-hmm. Give me better terms. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm not in a good mood. <laughs> I think you're very, very heated about I think, this. I think I'm heated because I'm just, I'm feeling the fatigue myself. And I just, I'm like, it just frustrates me. Oh. I'm, I'm in my frustrated uh, sort of stage. Yes. Um, okay. So let's, let's talk about this. So um, if you are thinking about selling your home or if you are selling your home and you um, have some ideas about how you think that that should look, or if you think that you maybe agree or disagree with any of our comments, please give us a call. We, we had some great callers on Saturday, so that's a lot of fun when we get our callers. So uh, the first part we're going to talk about is don't do this, the seller edition. So you want to talk about the first one because you were just sort of highlighting that, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I sat in with you on a meeting yesterday with potential clients. Who listen um, to us. Who listen to us. We like them a lot. Yes, we do. And um, and you were talking about, you know, you can never underprice a home. You can over overprice it. Um, you can only overprice it, excuse me. It, you just, it, and it's true because I even just saw this. I was, I've been tracking this house um, that was over. Uh, 400 so I think it started at like 420 or 425 um, and didn't get any offers but you know sort of came down in price a little bit Mm -hmm. and went to like 399 and they ended up getting over yeah so it's like it's because you're missing there's a lot of people and I'm saying this from experience because I am a buyer in this market you you, there are buyers that are looking under their budget not at the top of their budget like I'm not even looking at Mm -hmm. houses that are at the top of my budget because I feel like they're going to go over so I'm giving myself a cushion to be able to go over think about that that we're in this position right now where we have to actually look at houses less than what we can afford be so we can over overbid on it emotionally bid on a house yeah and honestly like it it might get to the point where some buyers are like i'm out like Mm -hmm. i like at this point i'll rent for a year or i'll or i'll move in with somebody Mm -hmm. for a year to pay less are you moving in with me no, you just looked at me so disappointed. No, but I was, as somebody did offer me to move in with them yesterday, the same client, the client, didn't they? Uh, did no. I make that up? Somebody, somebody I saw yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. them. It was our clients. You move in with us. Yeah, yeah. They, have, they have plenty of room. Yeah, they'd let yeah. you in. They really love you. Um, yeah, no, I, have, I mean, I have a lot of people on my, on my, Team. side and mm-hmm. on my team and stuff like that but this is just the reality like I know that we always say like there's always a buyer for a home but at some point buyers are going to get exhausted from this 
And they're not going to offer yeah. everything. And I do. And I feel like the people who are buying right now, like they have to buy. I mean, you are in such a very good position in all honesty because, yes, you live in Mary and Sam's home. They're getting married in June, but they're not kicking you out. Yeah. You're not, you know, in a situation where the landlord is selling the two family or whatever and you have to get out, you know. So you're in a really good position, especially it's giving you time to save even more. So when you are ready to make that offer, you'll look even stronger. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Um, so I think overpricing the house, that is a big part of what I discuss when I am sitting with people. I bring them directly into MLS uh, so they can see. And it's so funny because the the past is generally a very good predictor of the future. And mm-hmm. I've been selling real estate for twenty over 20 years. And I see when people do that, that they'll just, oh, let's test the market. Let's make sure we're getting every dollar. And like you said, if it's overpriced, people know. So it's so different than it was when I first got into the business because yeah. we didn't have the internet the way we have it. Yeah. Think about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, in 2009 is when I started like Facebook community groups. Like they, they didn't exist really beforehand. No one yeah. really knew what it was. That wasn't too, too long ago, but <laughs> think about it. I was just laughing because everyone knows that I was, I went to Las Vegas last week and I went with my friend and she's a little bit older than I am. And she was asking me, she was like, what is MySpace? And so I was like <laughs> telling her what MySpace was and I was like, wow, I feel so old and I'm only 32. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't think that I ever used MySpace. Well, I remember it being out and stuff in AOL that like, yeah, that chat You can't thing. get on the phone. Yeah. You can't get on the phone when you're on the internet. Oh yeah. We go, get off the phone. And then yeah. like, you would connect. Dial up. Yeah. Um, But back then, people, buyers didn't have the tools and the technology that we have today. So right now, you can stand, if you have the open house, um, not the open house app, the uh, open, what is it called? HomeSnap. HomeSnap. HomeSnap is a great app to use. Um, If anybody needs a link to that, just reach out to us. We can get that to you. But you can stand in front of a house. You it geolocates you. It will tell you what every house in the neighborhood is sold for. Well, and this is just sort of a plug to always work with a professional realtor. Is when you're on these third party sites, or if you're right Mm -hmm. in front of somebody's home and you and it's on the market, and you're trying to find out information, you don't know who you're getting on the other end. Mm -hmm. It could be the listing agent. It could be somebody who has no. No idea anything about anything somebody mm-hmm. brand new someone who doesn't you know adapt to technology nothing yeah you have no idea but if you are working with the realtor like they already know about this property that's your lifeline it, that that's your lifeline so yep. go for them and too it's you know the buyer's agent's job is the fiduciary responsibility is to you as a client and i think people have a misinterpretation that they have to pay for your services and that is not how that all works mm-hmm. like you don't have to pay for the services it's all sort of taken care of through you know the listing agent actually compensates us as a buyer's agent mm-hmm. so um that's how that's all taken care of um what about what about home staging what are your thoughts on that um well we've done several shows on staging i mean we're we're big into rearranging the things that are already in the home not so huge on bringing things into the house Mm -hmm. um i think every home is different um a vacant home shows differently than Mm -hmm. a home that has furniture that might not fit well or Mm -hmm. but i feel like you've done a really great job over the past 20 years of being like able to gently tell people okay well maybe if we rearrange this or bring up the carpets or something 
like I'm a big advocate on people not having to spend extra money that they mm-hmm. don't need to so um you know just sort of using what you already have um and again the conversation that we had with a client yesterday the fact that you know we it was we were talking about a different property that was on the market and it was staged Mm -hmm. and it wasn't any of their furniture or anything, but these people are still living in the home. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, uh, I would be curious to see what their furniture was beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, beautiful home. So I can't imagine in a market like this, the house is going to sell regardless. I mean, you could have, you know, milk crates in there and the house is still going to sell. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there's a buyer for everything. So, I mean, I don't think anybody right now is going into a property and being like, oof, mm-hmm. did you see the, the couch that they have in that <laughs> I room? Oh, I think their seri- linens are tar- like, come on. Yeah, serious buyers, I think, are looking past all that, they, especially if they're working with a real estate agent because... I don't see any of that. Like, I I mean, yes, it's nicely decorated and all that. Yeah, but wouldn't I'm looking... you rather know that the chimney is pulling yeah. away from the house? Mm-hmm. Or if there looks like there's evidence of water in the basement? Yeah. Or like, if... wouldn't you rather know those things? Yeah. And if I'm moving, like, a carpet in front of your kitchen sink because you probably, maybe something yeah. spilled or burned And there. again, these are things, so, like, I go to a lot of open houses of our agents, and mm-hmm. I've been to yours, and recently, you know, it's, you know, no one knows who I am, but yeah. every like I usually wear like about like even that day when yeah. I went to go visit you um the last time I, I was wearing a Boston Connect sweatshirt so like uh, you know I'm mm-hmm. not hiding but I'm hiding in plain sight because people talk they yeah. just talk 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 mm-hmm. and I'm listening <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm walking around doing my due diligence as you know not just as a buyer but as the yeah. manager and you know doing the marketing for the company and mm-hmm. you know it just people mm-hmm. keep you talking yeah um, so restrictive showing schedule. This is one that um, I think that a lot of our agents right now are having frustrations with. And it's really something that I, I cannot comprehend. I cannot wrap my mind around what is the benefit of this. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't. I Yeah, I was frustrated before I was looking personally, mm-hmm. and now I'm even more frustrated. And take, for example, this property that I looked on on Saturday – was it a waste of my time? I hate to say it was a waste of my time because I want to yeah. see as much as I can, but the fact that it was on a dead-end street that you can't get two cars past each other and it was a packed open house because there was no showings beforehand, like, you got to mm-hmm. know your area. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's other people that live on that street. It's just, and to me, it just, like I said, I cannot understand it. Is it more about, like, getting the energy up and trying to get that, like, oh, look, something new and, like, having the, and creating that sort of frenzy of all those people there? You're going to have that anyways. Yeah, well, I saw a house that came on the market this week, and um, I think it came on yesterday, and there's no showings until this weekend. I'm like, it's a Monday. And there's no showings until Saturday? Yeah. Why? It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. So, again, if anybody is listening, and I know a lot of real estate agents listen as well, so g- please give us some insight. Like, why why does why does this help a seller? If you could just let us know, that would be great. 781-837-4900. You know, maybe it's the seller saying that they don't want any showings, and that's fine, but you're selling your house, and don't you want yeah. the, like... Mm. 
don't you want people to see it? Mm-hmm. Well, you can't sell it unless you let people see it. And you're going to have the more people you have see it, the more opportunity you have for more offers. Mm-hmm. And I just think that holding off is just doesn't make any sense to me. So. Again, I don't understand it. I don't claim to know everything about real estate. So if people mm-hmm. want to fill us in, they can. But yeah. I want to let people know how I do do it. And our agents are all independent contractors, so they can all choose to do, you know, how they promote their own listings is really up to them within, you know, the boundaries of, you know, laws and things like that that we put in place, um, you know, fair housing and everything. But so for us, a good example is next week I'm going to be listing a home in Pembroke. It's um, a small ranch, three bedrooms. You saw it, new uh, septic system. Uh, they've you know painted everything, did a lot of great things inside the house, new appliances and stuff, painted all the cabinets and everything. So our plan is, so the um, yesterday they actually had the tub glazed, so that happened yesterday. The cleaner is coming tomorrow to do a deep clean. So they'll be like, you know, dusting all the all the walls, cleaning all the walls, all that type of like mm-hmm. sawdusty stuff that ends up everywhere, doing all the windows, doing all that. Then um, on Friday, the photographer is coming. And then next week, we'll get our pictures back probably Monday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then we'll come on the market Wednesday. We're also going to have the, um, I'm going to reach out to the landscaper, see if he can go over there, give it one quick cleaning before we, you know, allow showings, you know, have the showings. Um, That's the other thing too. Sometimes people don't have the showings right away because the house isn't ready, but if the house is ready, you should. Um, So then what we'll do is we'll have showings Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm going to do the open house on Saturday. Um, that will allow agents to go back and have a second showing if they choose mm-hmm. on Sunday or Monday because it's a holiday. Yeah, well, I think it's super important because like people aren't going to be able to go to town hall or anything or do their due diligence on Monday because a lot of places are going to be closed. So if you see it Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, yep. you'll you can literally go from the house to wherever you need to yeah. go to get that information. Exactly, and then the people who come to the open house on Saturday. Um, they will have the opportunity to go to, because we'll make all offers due by Tuesday, and they'll have the opportunity by 5, they'll have the opportunity to, and again, I don't want anyone to feel rushed. So they have the opportunity to go to town hall and do their due diligence or do whatever they want to do, right? Mm -hmm. And then all offers will be due by Tuesday, and then we will discuss them with the sellers on Wednesday. So that gives people plenty of time to get into the home. We just did this in Abington two weeks ago, and we ended up with 57 groups of people that came to the open house, which is about 125 people, and we had over 25 showings in between all that. Imagine if we had everybody there all at the same time. Who's talking? (laughs) I just realized that I haven't been watching our Facebook video, and there's some people... So who who's Jennifer Thomas Height? Hi. Mm. hi, hi. She goes, hi. you've reached your BS level. <laughs> not, not bad mood. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I, that is true. <laughs> um, oh, and Jasmine Glasgow says, uh, "What is with all the Sunday deadlines?" Question mark. Question mark. That is so true. Somebody told yes. me. Somebody told me last week that um, they all offered like on, they were only able to see the property for a day, and then all offers were mm-hmm. due 
on Sunday. Yeah. And you know what, um, Jennifer or Jasmine, if you want to call into the studio and, you know, talk a little bit more about this. But Jasmine, I'd love to hear your your thoughts on this, too, as a loan officer. What does that do to you? You know, 781-837-4900 is the studio phone number. Because this is the other thing, too, is you, you want to be able to, you know, be in touch with your loan officer and get, like, that most updated pre-approval. Mm. And speaking of my loan officer, Jasmine also said, I've seen several <laughs> homes come back on the market because the open house window was so short and packed that they couldn't thoroughly see it. You can't I, even get into yeah, it. Yeah, I actually have seen a couple come yeah. on the market. Yeah, come back on the market. One hour open house from three to four on a Saturday afternoon. So we were talking about Kristen yeah. Howlett, who's a full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate, and she is the best of the best, and she services all over. And she said, like, this is so frustrating. My, my client is working. She can't be there on Saturday from three to four. So how is this a fair playing ground for for all buyers? Yeah, I I know. Are we talking to ourselves? No one's calling. George, could you understand our <laughs> no, frustration? I, we have people calling. Okay. I just told you. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's it, it's it's wild. I mean, I, take me, for instance. Some, literally, I have, a, I have a text from someone. Oh, do you want to meet us here tonight? No, I have the radio show. Oh, do you want to come over Saturday, Friday night and watch the Celtics game? No, I'm working. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a busy person, okay? <laughs> so if you give me one hour to see a property, come on. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it only benefits. Now, I went through this scenario with I sit when I sit down with all my sellers, I discuss it. When I'm sitting down with all my buyer clients, I'm discussing the process with them as well. And like, what does an ideal offer look like? And when I when I sat with our sellers the other day, they're probably or maybe listening right now. And we say hello to you. We won't use your name just for confidentiality uh, reasons. But, um, you know, we reached out, you know, one of the things that she was we I discussed this with her about giving people the ability to go in and see the house mm -hmm. and it made perfect sense to them as well yeah i i am at my bs level <laughs> <laughs> i am you are totally right mm. um yeah i just i think again just to go back to the overpricing a home you can definitely overprice a home you can't underprice it i really do feel like when you're on the cusp like people are mm -hmm. looking in intervals of twenty five thousand or fifty thousand yep. mm -hmm. um so they can have that cushion to go over if yeah. they need to um so you know if you're on the cusp and i'm saying this as a listing agent or or a seller like if you're mm -hmm. on the cusp of like t two very different price points mm -hmm. 399 and 400 are very different price points i'm telling you this mm -hmm. um that you know, if you go to three ninety nine, how many times have we seen this? It goes over. If you go to four, it doesn't. Like why? It's just. Well, it's just. And I had I give that as examples all the time. And like I said, the the past is a very good predictor of the future. So, you know, I've seen it happen over and over. And, you know, one of the things I loved about the people that we met the other day, and I loved that they felt as if they knew us through this, you know, through the sound waves here. Is hey, Sharon. That, yes. We have a caller. Oh, great. is it Jasmine? It is Jasmine, yes. Oh, Jasmine. I love you, Jasmine. <laughs> Jasmine, thanks for joining us. So speaking of my, my loan officer. Yeah, speaking of our loan officer. I love you. It is Jasmine. So Jasmine, tell us. I mean, so first of all, um, introduce yourself to all of our listeners. Tell them who you are and what you do. I am Jasmine Glasgow, and I professionally stock Boston Clarence. I also <laughs> run Maritime Mortgage. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. I wish that you had just like a, your own little office in here, you know. Um, and I am going to train you to be taking over the show for us when we can't do it. So you can have your own little show here during our time. But um, so to explain to us, I mean, so you're working with all of these people who are getting their pre-approval letter. They're doing their due diligence there. You know, maybe it's people who had, you know, maybe some credit issues. You've helped them through that process. They're now ready. Tell us how your buyers are feeling. Is it only first-time home buyers or is it everybody? Oh, it is everybody. And, and it's crazy because a lot of the times people are waiting till like the end of the week. I mean, remember, you're, you're dealing with your own life and then you're doing this, right? So you're getting me documents when you can. Some people are like, all right, I just need to get it done by Friday so I can go see homes over the weekend. And so some people just get their pre-approval, kind of get kind of get their budget ready by Friday, and then they're shopping Saturday and Sunday and looking at these homes. And when these windows are so short and it's so packed and they start feeling, first of all, pressure, um, pressure from other people, pressure from, from their agents often, and it's not always negative pressure, but pressure under, you know, any circumstance is going to heighten the emotions. And so they're already charged. They're already kind of dealing with, with like, the I just might have gotten pre-approved in the most recent couple of weeks. And sometimes it works out well for people. They don't have the fatigue and they can go in strong. And other people are like, hey, this is my first house. Let me see what the experience is like. And they're kind of coming in the middle of the path. And then they're like, okay, well, you were one of 20 offers. You had to come up this much. And they're like, well, I'm, I'm new to this. So you have that experience. And then you have the people who are selling and buying, and they're like, okay, well, I need to know what my home is selling for to be able to do that. And they're kind of juggling. And when this is happening in one or two-hour windows over the weekend, and the Sunday deadlines are killing me, I can't tell you how many people are like, well, I don't know this, this, and this. And so I'm on the public records, and I'm like, I am not a real estate attorney. I am not no. a professional, you know, a zoning yeah. professional, but this is what I see. And we're doing this Sunday afternoon. Meanwhile, my husband and son are like, hi, um, could I could I borrow do you, you for Do you remember us? <laughs> exactly. And so it's so heightened, and it, and it just feels like 2021 again. And it, it can be so discouraging for people. You think? <laughs> oh, and is it I discouraging? Saw that you were talking about um, with the yeah. three season, most of the three season space, and yeah. I got a bunch of inquiries about renovation financing for for that same property. And you know, when people are, and agents are pitting clients against each other, like I called one agent for one of my clients, and it's funny because our um, actually our mutual client got the offer, but I called and they were like. They were talking about this, this, and this. I was like, no, that's, what? I was just like, you must be looking at the wrong pre-approval. And they're like, they said the other name. I was like, I'm calling about a different client. And they were like, hold on, let me go through the stack here. All right, we have four of your pre-approvals. So where do you want to start? How do you you handle that, too? That must be a difficult place for you to be. I mean, obviously, you have the fiduciary responsibility to each one of your clients separately as well. But do they know when you're working with with other people that are going for the same house? I do not let people know that. Nope, I do not let the clients because I do. I'm, I'm not pinning. I'm not creating a bidding war against my clients. Yeah. Um, and even if the agents like we really want to work together, so one of your clients is most likely to get it. And I'm like, they will bid what they're comfortable bidding and what their agent advises them based on the comparables. I am not a realtor. I and I'm going to say it again. I am not a realtor. I have no idea what you guys are doing in the magic box that creates these offer numbers or these um, these type of terms and whatnot. 
Like, I don't know what happens on the other side of the curtain, so I don't go to that side of the curtain. I wait for the, I'll talk to them, and I'll, I'll figure out their max comfortable payment and where they're feeling, and I'll guide them. And if their agent's thinking, okay, this is where it's worth, and that's where they're at, I'm not going to be like, well, hey, my other client's offering this. All that's going to do is push people outside of their comfort zone and also means that my other clients can't trust me if I'm pushing you know, information about them to another client. Yeah, so absolutely. I keep it very separate. I stay in my own lane, and I let them come to me with the questions, and I give them the answers. Yeah, and it is, but like you said, so difficult with these Sunday, you know, first of all, who even thought of being on the market for five days and then open house from three to four on a Saturday afternoon and offers are due on Sunday? I mean, I've just never heard of anything so absurd. I, I can't even help me, please, Jasmine, see the other side of this. And I know that Jennifer, uh, Jennifer is, uh, she's from, you'll probably know her, Jasmine, because she is also on Clubhouse a lot. Uh, she is originally from Boston, but she's living in Ohio now. Um, and I would love to hear her perspective, too, and if she's seeing the same thing where she is. But I can't even understand why that would be a good idea. You know what? It's it's super popular on the North Shore, and some of the North Shore agents I work with, um, they're like, "This is this is how we do it here." And I don't know if it's maybe kind of like a geographical thing where it's like, "This is how we've always done it," and we have some different agents being transported translated into the South Shore, and we're seeing more of it because of that. But it's always been it's always been a North Shore thing, like. I have, I've kind of what, do they have a full-time that? job during the week and they can't, I you know. know, do real estate? They got to get it done on the weekends? Come on. You know, I don't know what it is. And it's usually, <laughs> it comes on Thursday and Friday it's posted. Saturday's the open house. They'll have another Sunday. And then 8 p.m. on the Sunday, it's, it's offers are due. If not, maybe 10 a.m. on Monday, which still is one business hour. But at the same time, that often works really well for, for me because I'm on 24 7 pretty much mm-hmm. so i make that call and i can't tell you the, the the efficiency of calling on a sunday to an agent that's not expecting it and being like this is how we're going to perform the whole time and i can't tell you how many deals i've got my clients in the last two months um just being like okay we're going to move ahead because like you said it's not always price sometimes mm-hmm. it's confidence in getting the loan done like getting the, yeah. the, the transaction completed and all the other terms and so sometimes i'll call and they'll be like, oh, we're really looking for a three-week close. And I'm like, all right, well, let's do that then. They're like, you were well, you did that for me last week. Yep, yep, that was, that, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's not just price. And on that one, it, it wasn't just price. That wasn't, it wasn't even the best and highest. It was the best. Yeah. And so it's kind of a combination of some people have always done it this way, and I mm-hmm. think they are continuing to do it. And they're also... There's some laziness. I, there's some agents that, thank I know you for who you just saying like, it. Um, thank you for saying yeah. it because that's what I'm thinking. It's because it's easier to just have no showings, not following up with agents, not only having one open house for one hour. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It just, and then other times it's busyness. Some agents have a ton of listings and they can't and they don't have the capacity to keep them organized and, and kind of sort the offers too. So if they have two days of showings and these, and these small blocks and they've got, you know, an offer deadline of this time and then they have a three-hour highest and best window. They've consolidated this whole sale price, this whole this whole experience for the seller to six hours. And there is, there is also 
a good look. Some some sellers are being sold that. Like, we are going to get this house on the market and sold in three days. This is going to require you to be out of your house for a total of four hours. I'm going to need you to make a decision after one hour of review with me, and then you're going to have a three-hour wait period. You have one more hour of review with me, and we are done. Eight hours, I've sold your home. How That's, good does that look? Well, perfect, right? So you are literally hitting the nail on the head for me right now because that's exactly what I think is being told and why I am on this radio show giving people my and my how I feel things are you know a different way from that is because I don't think that the seller knows any different so when your agent comes in and maybe it's someone that you trust maybe it's somebody that you've been working for a long time I'm not saying they're not bad agents but I'm not a hundred percent sure that they're getting the the perspective like are you on the island or are you on the ship mm-hmm. um i just got a text message <clears throat> excuse me from Ginny wandell she's a full-time realtor here at boston connect real estate she said great show my two t- cents are keep calm and trust your realtor we do this full-time and it's our pleasure to navigate and give you the best path to home ownership mm-hmm. yeah so it's she's... important to work with a professional mm-hmm. and navigating it's you know what we were talking on saturday we had a full show on this and it was you know buyer fatigue where seeing it again and it's also buyer agent fatigue because you feel so bad when your client when you have to call your client one more time and say hey I'm sorry and one of the things that I do and and mm. it takes a long time to do this so we had a house in Abington a couple a few weeks ago whatever it was a couple weeks ago and we ended up with 20 offers and you know I went through everything with them my whole spreadsheet they decided on what was best for them PS it was not the highest offer it was the best highest terms, priced offer. highest price offer best terms and conditions for them and I called every single one of those agents back and I said hey I don't know if you have any time but I just wanted to let you know unfortunately they didn't go with your offer but I just want to give you a little insight this is the reason why I mean if your client you know your client wasn't putting much money down maybe if they had more money it would have been considered or the loan to value seemed really off to us so we were concerned about appraisal you just giving them little tidbits I have to tell you 19 agents if I got voicemail so they sent me a text if they were talking to me they were like Sharon thank you so much I appreciate that because I'm feeling for the buyers my job as a listing agent is to get the most amount of money with the best terms and conditions for my client period amen but when I'm looking at these buyers I think it's also the responsibility and maybe it's my moral compass to make this a fair playing ground for the buyers as well and it will only benefit the sellers there bam 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 and she dropped the mic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> did we lose jasmine jasmine's like sharon was just no 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 you. i was really trying i was making a hard time not making sound effects for you but it's <laughs> yeah. on. And, and i think jenny made a good point you have to trust agent your loan officer is going to help you with the loan side of it but i i can't tell you how many times i have to say i'm not an agent i can't tell you what to offer on this house and when you're going to the for sale by owner if you're going to go and try to navigate around an agent you're losing so much of that guidance that your loan officer can't or really not even can't i could i could i've been doing this long enough i shouldn't i'm not licensed for it and i don't do it full time mm-hmm. i dabble in it part time and for my own real estate purchases two times in my life that's it so I shouldn't be doing it you guys do this 60 80 hours a week and you get all that experience and that guidance and having an agent I don't buy real estate without agents Mm -hmm. I don't do it 
Yeah, so why, I mean, I why would either. you check as well, right? No, if I went it's to Ohio, important. I would be calling Jennifer. If, you know, I if I went to Atlanta, Georgia, I'd be calling Michelle. So let me, we only have four minutes left here. So you know how the time goes by so fast. So Jasmine, I have a question for you. So I need two different answers. If you were going to give a seller advice on what they should be looking at when they are looking at a pre-approval letter, what would you tell them? And the second question is, if you were working with a buyer, what is the best advice that you could give them in this market? And you literally have two minutes to, not even two minutes to tell us that answer. Okay, easy enough. So for a seller, you need to call and you, it doesn't even matter what the letter says. You need to call and you ver- need to verify that they've done the job. That it's not a pre-call based on information provided, but you've seen credit, income assets and when is the last time you've updated the pre-approval when's the last time you've looked at the income and what is uh when's the last time you've looked at the interest rate if the law officer will not answer after two calls right and i don't need back to back two two minutes apart and if you are not getting any responsiveness from that you're probably not working with someone who is full-time um and if you are getting answers like this is what they filled in that's not that's that's not enough. So you need to make sure that the work has been done up front. So that's as a seller. Yeah. As a buyer, I, I like to say go to your comfort level, figure that out before you go see the property, do all of your due diligence and don't disrespect the seller. It doesn't matter if you feel like the house is overpriced, this is the market that you're that you're in. You're not gonna get it if you don't put your, your best foot forward and don't sit there on cameras being disrespectful. Don't be you know, yeah. don't talk about the price the while you're, we'll while you're out about there. on Saturday, maybe, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah it's, Our it's music is playing already. So, so Jasmine, I want to give you thirty <laughs> seconds, give everybody your phone number if you want to speak with Jasmine Glasgow of Maritime Mortgage. Her phone number is seven seven four two four oh four six six seven. All right, everybody, you've listened to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. You can reach us at bostonconnect.com or at 781-826-8000. Bye, everybody.